You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 38 of BNI, The Australian Story. BNI Australia is a powerful and collaborative business organisation built on relationships, which are an essential part of any credible marketing strategy. BNI is Australia's premier business networking organisation. Our service is designed to offer its members the opportunity to create business relationships, share ideas, contacts, and most importantly, business referrals. I'm the co-host, Veronica, and I'm here joined again by our Executive Director in Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. Feeling really pumped today. We just got off launching our first fully online chapter, which was fantastic. And uh, congratulations to you, Veronica, uh, being the launch director for that. That was a great way, and it's a great pivot from what we're actually doing uh, with BNI during this time that we've, we've got demand for fully online chapters. Who would have thought? that eight months ago. I just think that um, BNI has been so ahead of the game, um, just in general, but especially in front of the challenges that COVID-19, you know, put on all businesses and that networking side of business, that now people are just understanding the benefit of networking even online. And I just think it's fantastic that people are now seeing an opportunity to use that platform and still do great business. One of the things I heard was um, we're not social distancing, we're just physical distancing. Yeah. So we're still having that. uh, We've still got a platform where we can have that social interaction and do what we need to do. And uh, congratulations to those chapters who are back, but we've got some that are going to stay online. Yeah, and I think they're still going to do great business, as many of our BNI members have done all over the world. Now, Brent, did you know that um, our podcast has been downloaded almost 11,000 times in the last 37 episodes. Well, this is number 38. Oh, Steve's actually given us the higher the higher uh, thing higher. at the other end. So it's higher like, than that. So uh, He's doing yeah, the Larry yeah. Ender now. He says higher. Yeah. higher. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the price is right here. Yeah, yeah oh, that's fantastic. Hey, hey, everyone, everyone who's listening, we really appreciate your support. And uh, it's given the uh, it's given us the impetus that we can go back to BNI Australia and keep this running uh, in the future. So we're only originally going to do forty episodes. I'm sure it will be more. So um, yep, you'll look forward to us uh, continuing on with this. We might take a couple of weeks off at Christmas. That's about it. So. Yeah. We might take a couple of weeks off, but also, too, if you're listening, um, please, existing BNI members, pass this on to brand new members. Remember, every one hour of BNI learning equates to one CEU point. It's a great way for new members to rack up the CEU points um, in their stats, but it's also a great way for new members to understand the real benefits of BNI from the experience of, uh, of established BNI members which we have one with us today. What a great segue. So we're off to Adelaide today, Veronica. And we've got Julian Robbins on the uh, on the line from uh, HC Virtual Assistants, and his category is Virtual Assistant, and he's in BNI Success in Adelaide, and he's also a direct consultant in uh, in that region there, CBD in South Adelaide, under Simon Derek Roberts, who's a great friend of mine. So welcome, Julian. Um, and as we ask everyone, how'd you find out about BNI? When and where? 
No, first of all, guys, uh, thanks for having me. Um, great opportunity to be on your podcast. Um, I was invited by our mortgage broker in our group, actually, Brenton Rolton from Smartline. Um, he invited me along in 2014, which is when I joined. But I'd heard and been to BNI meetings uh, back in 2008, but didn't join. He didn't join. So, so why didn't you join back in 2008? And six years later, you've become a part of BNI and you've become on the, uh, you've entered the uh, director and ambassador team even. So, you've gone from being a, a detractor to um, to to bleeding, um, oh, well, we used to say bleeding maroon, but right. that, bleeding red. <laughs> yeah, definitely swallowed the red pill. Um, the <laughs> love that. <laughs> I thought originally when I first went along, I thought, wow, what is this? This is too formal. Um, this is like, what is this? It's like a cult. Uh, I don't know if I can say that word. but You can, you can, um, say, you can say cult. We've debunked yeah. that theory here. Yeah, sure. and uh, being new to Adelaide back at that time, um, I was running around trying to grow business. So I ran around to several B&I groups. Uh, trying to hunt business, worst thing you could ever do. They see you coming a mile away. Um, yeah, that that was the the main thing really is that I didn't think this was for me. Uh, not until 2014 when I looked at it with fresh eyes, and Brenton uh, invited me along, and went to his meeting. It wasn't as strict. It fit me perfectly. The people fit me. And I think that's very important about a BNI group. Um, go and visit a few. You have to find which one is right for you. But I looked at it and saw exactly what it was, uh, a great marketing model. Uh, but it took me, what, six years to work that out? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the hunter can be like the person who doesn't wear deodorant. Like everyone sort of stays away from them. I don't want to go anywhere near them. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. <laughs> though, culture is really important. And, and so the BNI meeting would have been exactly the same 20-point agenda, no matter what meeting you went to. But that first one, the perception was that it was too formal. And it's interesting that when you find the right chapter with the right people in it, it can still be the exact same structure and formality, but it feels completely different. Well, yes. exactly that. I mean, uh, Brenton... Uh, I told my previous experience to Brenton um, and my reluctance to go along. And the fact that he didn't dismiss it, he listened to me, he explained that his group was slightly different, uh, he, he explained exactly what you've just said, Veronica. And that's what led me to, to go for that second visit. And I'm glad I did. We are too. So tell us about your, uh, when you actually came from saying you shouldn't be a hunter in this, um, mm. Tell us about how you treat BNI like a veggie patch. Tell us a little bit about that metaphor you use. <laughs> um, being a natural hunter, uh, I stay within BNI from a, a, a sadistic point of view, for want of a better word. Uh, it teaches me to farm. And farming, to some people, it, it's not natural. So, uh, yeah, I use the veggie patch as an analogy. Um I was talking to a member about this this morning, funnily enough, where you go out, you sow seeds, you put them in the ground, you can water them, you can fertilize them. And then there's that awfully awkward moment of sitting back going, okay, now what? 
uh, and that waiting. And it's not until you see um, veggies start to sprout. Yeah, but if you keep watering them, you keep looking after them, uh, suddenly your garden's flourishing and you've got more veggies than you know what to do with. Uh, to me, that's B&I. There's the time investment involved, um, but it, you use that time well. Um, that's all, yeah, that, that's probably the best analogy that I could give it, I suppose. The more care you give to that garden, uh, the more you water it, the more you look after it, uh, suddenly uh, it's abundant. I really like that analogy because, you know, the, the uh, situation, like if you've got fruit trees or, or a veggie garden in your house, you end up with too many than you can actually use, you're able then to give them to other people as well. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's probably, I don't know if you thought of that, but that's probably the next part where you get to a point where you get such an abundance you can actually give, uh, which is a really cool, uh, you know, really cool metaphor. So, um, you know, in your uh, in your in your questionnaire that we give everyone too, um, you spoke about you know not not about actually uh, turning up to B and I meetings and asking for referrals. It's about what specific information you need to feed your members. So so um, and that's sort of obviously about the nourishment part of it as well. So explain a bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the same as every BNI group, uh, personalities are different. So you've got, you know, between 25 and, and 45 different members in, in your respective group. Every single personality is different. And every single, if you treat every member as a, a plant, yeah, uh, each one needs specific care. You need to speak to them in different ways. Um, you need to educate them in different ways. Uh, a very quick story. Um, a bookkeeper that was in our group um, had seen me stand up and give my referral requests as well as my showcase presentation for two years, but a referral had never come through. And I felt that she was probably sat on the type of clients um, that would use my services. I felt there was some synergy there. It wasn't until literally two years later when I sat down and didn't ask her why I haven't had a referral, right? Um, as some people may think, I went about it a different way. Um, I said, tell me what I do. And she couldn't, she could recall it briefly, but she couldn't recall it well enough back to me. And I suddenly realized if she can't do that, I haven't educated her properly. I haven't given her the tools that she needs to be able to refer me to other people. Um, and I just found a very, very different way, uh, very different way for her, um, but it worked for her. And suddenly referrals just started coming thick and fast, yeah, from that particular member. And it would, just took me two years to work that out. So treat so, every member differently. Yeah, so, so what you're saying is, and this is a really good tip for our members, and they may be sending through a message to them that they may think works for everyone, mm. but it's not one size fits all. Yeah. Um, go back to the veggie patch. Uh, you don't put the same fertilizer on your on your lettuces as you do on your fruit trees. Yeah. Uh, they sell different fertilizer for a reason. Um, exactly the same in BNI. If you're dealing with different personalities, um, if people know about the disc disc scale personality you could be dealing with a um, a high d 
very different from a high C. They both need different amounts of information to be able to refer you on. Such a yeah, great idea. I love the idea of, of when I'm thinking about this and you're speaking, walking into a room when things do get back to normal, we get to, we get to do that, and seeing all of your members like they are a veggie patch and that you are the farmer that's fertilising each and every one of them to help grow their businesses. Um, and I think, too, it's a good message also, Brent, that if because I know some people want to give a referral to everyone in the room. If you're sitting there and you're noticing that you haven't given a referral to someone in the room for some reason, it's a good idea to have another one-to-one with them and maybe rhetorically ask the question, can you again explain to me what you do? Because I can't really articulate it succinctly enough to be able to refer you. Can you really break it down for me? So it's not just the member's responsibility to, to educate everyone in the room. Sometimes it's the member's individually their responsibility to go to a member and say i'm not getting it the way everyone else may can you break it right down for me yeah exactly and can i share another story the opposite also happens so the accountant in our group always wanted um and i'll name him i'm sure he won't mind graham burfield from burfield and associates uh awesome accountancy firm um and consultancy firm he always wanted more detail from me about what I did in how to refer me. And what we actually found that very little referrals came back because the information that he was imparting may have uh, frightened off that person or may have been too much. So he inadvertently, he was trying to sell me, which is not the, the role of another member when gaining a referral. Um, when we both took the time out, had a few one-to-ones together and worked out a way literally within a couple of sentences of how he could refer me and vice versa. Referrals have been coming through again, thick and fast, but it took that trial and error uh, to get there. So don't be afraid to do it with other members. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when you actually take someone on in your business, you really need to onboard them to, uh, you know, to, to teach them, Teach them what they need to do, and not just yeah. say, "Okay, um, here, here's what you need to bring me." Just do it. Sometimes yeah. you got to actually walk them through there, and especially someone like an accountant who who wanted a lot of detail. They're probably in the disc spectrum. Uh, most accountants in that sort of realm are, are detail people, so they're they're, they're C personality people, and yeah. uh, they've got all this information. And and you know, even if they were trying to actually. Um, you know, introduce you to someone within their realm, they might have overwhelmed people with that sort of detail because that's the way they operate as such. So, um, you know, training your sales force within B&I, um, the way you actually want to introduce them is, is is way so important. I think I used it as my um, as my tip last week in the podcast, Veronica, about exactly the same thing. Um, you know, it, train your team how you want to be actually introduced. Or it might have been the week before, I don't know, but... Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's great information. Just and I really like it how you ask a question during the one to one. Tell me what I do, because <laughs> then, then you just find out. You find out if the messages got through. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. great question. Straight up. I actually have uh, members that I can honestly say to you, I've had a number of one to ones, and I've heard them speak numerous amounts of times, and I still cannot like distinctly articulate what they do 
And um, I think it's just this is a good reminder for me to have another meeting with them and say, look, obviously I'm learning at a different rate in a different way. Can you just try it this way? Because I really want to refer you and I need to understand that. So thank you, Julian. I'm going to do that. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> So, um, Julian, you've come to a stage where uh, you're, you're a detract, being a detractor probably at first and uh, then you realise that, you know, it's not about the people in the room, it's 150-plus it's people there. Uh, they're connected to week in, week out uh, are your actual target market. But um, you've actually got out of your comfort zone even more and joined the DNA team. So can you tell us the why behind that and what made you uh, want to do that or were you invited? Um, can I be honest again? Uh, I was invited to be an ambassador. Uh, so thank you to Simon Derek Roberts for that. Um, but my hunter mentality kicked in. Uh, why did I go on? Because I thought, wow, brilliant. Another chapter. I can go and hunt there, uh, which is terrible to say, but it's the honest thought that went through my head <laughs> through, <laughs> um, through being an ambassador for, um, several chapters, you actually naturally go on and help other people. You can't not help other people. And it was through that helping other people, whether it be with um, any of their activity or how to do certain things within BNI or even in their business, um, it's the helping that will always take over the hunting. And from that, that's where um, I went on then to become a director. Um, I became a director because, yeah, I do like helping other people. I do like uh, the fact that I saw BNI as a cult. I know a lot of people will see that. Uh, and I like sort of debunking that myth and showing them what it can be, what it could be, not just in their own chapter, not just in their own city, but um, jump on these sorts of things, podcasts, jump on the, the national contact spheres that um, Braith, Bankin and Helen Searle are running right now and go and make friends, make connections with people throughout the nation or even further into other countries. You never know where it's going to lead. Yeah. I actually, uh, I know the word cult, you know, have visions of, you know, sacrificing <laughs> live chickens and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But I, in goats, some goats, way, goats we like to use. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's available. Um, but it is, there is a cult like, you know, I'm, I'm a passionate member and, you know, when I know that other members are part of BNI or if I meet someone out and about and they go, oh, BNI, all of a sudden I feel like we're, you know, you know, brothers and sisters from different mothers and misters. There is something cultish about being part of this community. And I think if you can see it as a benefit rather than an excuse not to be part of it because they're going to hold you accountable, I think uh, there's a, there's, there's a, you just got to change your mindset around what BNI is. It's an opportunity for you to be part of a community that's supporting you, really supporting you. It's very true. Um, I, I was on holiday uh, in 2018 in Italy and Weirdly enough, my partner spotted a BNI logo in the hotel that we were in. It was the <laughs> evening. I was holding my baby uh, in arms, four months old, uh, and would never have normally done this. But because I was part of BNI, I thought I've got to go and have a look. Um, and suddenly, burst into a launch party where they stopped the party announced that I was from BNI Australia 
uh, got to know the president, got to know their executive director, who we're now Facebook friends. Uh, Roberto, he's a lovely guy. Um, yeah, Roberto. Uh, yeah and, and had photos with uh, all the team. And it's fantastic that you can actually be part of that all around the world without knowing those people. But suddenly you have a, a synergy between you. When you walked into it's, that. It's a good thing. Baby. Yeah. My, uh, my baby actually. <laughs> yeah, my baby threw up on the president. It was. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so was that a was that an Italian speaking chapter? Uh, it was. Um, they had to go and grab somebody that spoke English. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the president didn't speak English. I think it was the VP at the time, um, but he sort of announced in Italian um, that I was from BNI Australia. Uh, and this was in uh, Lake Como in Lecco. What a great story! Were you wearing? Yeah, I visited a um, a German speaking chapter uh, just outside Stuttgart uh, last year, just before the global convention, because I did a little bit of a tour through Germany before I went to Poland. And uh, yeah, lucky that lucky enough to have a handful of English speaking people there. And uh, they, they were, you know, when you go and visit these chapters overseas, they're chuffed to see you. They absolutely love it, and they, I. They treat you like royalty there, roll out the red carpet. It's an absolutely Definitely. fantastic experience. And, you know, you see, and even if you don't understand the language, you you know what's going on. Uh, and, and that's a fantastic thing. And, uh, you know, even some of them will actually, if they know English, they'll, they'll do some of their presentations in English to make you feel uh, at home or you'll have someone sitting next to you translating, which, you, which is great. And uh, if you know a bit of the local lingo, you can put that into when you've, uh, present to them, they're, they're blown away by it. So uh, uh, I really love that about our organisation being 70-odd countries around the world where you can just tap into one of these in the middle of nowhere. It's a, it's a fantastic experience. So um, just before we wrap things up, because we know you've got to go, Julian, um, we ask all our members, um, what's your success tip for a member in BNI? Um, get involved, basically. Uh, don't uh, get, uh, get involved and get out of your comfort zone. Right. So uh, take on a role in your chapter, uh, even before you're offered. Right. Um, become an ambassador or a director. Put your hand up for it if you wish. Um, attend the trainings that are available. Attend everything that you possibly can, especially now with BNI Online. Uh, go and attend other chapter meetings um, while we're in this uh, crazy period. Um, that's my main tip is it's a huge network of very like-minded people and they're literally just waiting to help you grow. Fantastic. Fantastic. What a great thing to end on. Would you like to give your website a bit of a plug, Julian, before we move on? hcvassist.com.au. Uh, more than happy to chat to any businesses, whether they're looking at virtual assistance or not. Um, yeah, happy to connect. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Thank you for your insights today, Julian. It's been great to have you on. Uh, HC Virtual Assistance in Adelaide, part of BNI Success under uh, Simon Derek Roberts and a director consultant and ha helping other people. And actually introduced to us, Veronica, by Emma Kinlock, who was on an earlier episode. Oh. And apparently Julian actually helped uh, Emma get established in her business. So that's where we got the connection from here, yeah. this podcast. So um, uh, thank you very much for your time today, Julian. Thanks, Julian. Thank you, guys. Thank you both. Uh, Brent, just you saying that, 
I just I just want to reiterate that competition doesn't exist within BNI. BNI, um, even people from the same category from different chapters, they're often passing work to and from each other. And that's one of the things that I really do appreciate being part of this organisation, you know, and when, I, when I'm not doing the podcast and I'm in my chapter, I'm a celebrant. If I can't do or be there for a family, I can go and bring another celebrant within BNI and say, can you take care of this family? Because I know them, I trust them, I, I, know, I appreciate what they need to do and be in order to be part of BNI. I've got another one for you, V, cooperation. Cooperation. <laughs> Cooperation, cooperation, cooperation. I don't know. I've just, I've tongue tied it. But uh, yeah, there is a word for that. We did a retake on that one. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do retakes on here. (laughs) What what, what was it? Cooperation. 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 There you go. Cooperation. I'm going to take Julian's one because it's a lot more easier. You know, I get tongue tied saying it. <laughs> cooperation. There you go. Competition, cooperating with each other. Yeah, cooperation. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love that part of BNI. I, I um, I'm quite happy to feel like we're part of a cult, but it's a cult that um, helps us with our business. Yeah, you know, in the early days, we had a lot of, um, you know, we had a lot of issues because a lot of people put lump BNI in with, um, with. MLMs like Amway and all that sort of thing, and and you were going to get invited to a BNI meeting. People thought you were inviting to an Amway meeting because that's you know that was the only sort of uh, people you know thing where you know people people thought oh this is a bit weird uh, inviting us along to this. What it's not Amway is it? We used to get it all the time. <laughs> oh, we don't get it as much now. Obviously Amway is not as big as it once was, but um, we used to get that quite a bit in the early days. Well, that actually leads me to my question to you this week. So um, as you said earlier, we've launched a new chapter in record speed and it's been the online platform, which seems to have been really attractive to people. Um, and I think one of the one of the beautiful parts of starting in a chapter as a foundation member is that you get to see the whole BNI process um, from beginning to end each week as we explain to visitors in the room what BNI is about, what it looks like, how the benefits um, extend to your business, people around you. When you go to an, estab- an established chapter, you see the BNI process in motion and you see the I have section and that can be really impressive. But when you're going to the meet and greets or discovery sessions, you see a different part of BNI. So my question to you is, how um, how important is it to get visitors to a discovery session, not only just to come and see an established chapter? Well, a discovery session sort of opens opens up to the possibility of starting new groups. So a lot of people go to established chapter, especially if their um, if their uh, if their classification is filled already. Um, they they instantly think, oh, I can't get into that. They and a lot of people don't know there's a world of BNI outside the actual chapter they've been invited to. You know, like people haven't heard of it. It's it's it might be a one off, and uh, you know, we say, hey, well, we've got other chapters here. Uh, we've got we've got new chapters starting. We're a worldwide organisation with two hundred seventy thousand members. Uh, a lot of people don't see that because they're just invited to one meeting and they think we're 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 a one-off type thing. They go, "This is really organised." Well, you know, yeah, yeah, we do this we do this nine thousand times a week. Uh, so, you know, we we are pretty organised. So um, it's good for people to see an existing chapter, see how it works, and the reason for that is to see what you want to achieve in the end. And that's why we have uh, what we call showcase chapters, taking along to a showcase chapter, and that's one with a really great culture. 
and doing the doing things the BNI way, but they have a great rapport and have a great have great fun doing it. So um, you know they're the best sort of uh, chapters to take people to and say, okay, this is what we want to achieve. Um, we have a discovery session. You'll find out. And discovery sessions basically a little bit about BNI and a little bit about the process of of actually starting new groups for people who can't get into those existing chapters. So there's the um, the difference between it. Okay, great. So if uh, any of our members are out there and you know someone who is a, a great business owner and a great person, but their category might be filled, uh, keep an eye out for the, I know Melbourne South, we've got a discovery session coming up in a couple of weeks. So keep an eye out to bring them to a discovery session and also invite them to your chapter to see how things are done well. And see how it yeah, works. most regions run discovery sessions. And one of the things uh, we're working on behind the scenes at the moment is to do uh, national discovery sessions. Right. So uh, that's something that uh, hopefully we'll see in the new year. Yeah, well, that's exciting. So what is your tip this week? Well, you've always heard me say treat B&I as part of your business and you'll get business results. Yep. So um, to treat it as part of your business means diarising all your B&I activity as business appointments in your calendar. So what I recommend to everyone, everyone says, oh, I can't make the meeting this day because I've got an appointment here. But if you'd already diarised your appointment to B&I for the year in advance, you wouldn't have put another appointment there with someone else. You would have worked around it because, you know, what you're getting out of B&I is several times over what you might get out of one, one, sale, one sales appointment as such. So um, my tip for this week is diarise all your B&I meetings for the year as a business appointments or as a recurring meeting in your calendar for your meeting time. And then you can actually blank out that and you won't make the mistake of double booking yourself when you should be at your B&I meeting. Yeah, great advice because um, attendance is very important when you're in a B&I chapter. Well, you need to be there to get that visibility. You need to be there to, to, um, to pitch to the group on what referrals they need to bring you during that week and educate the group on what to say and what to look for. You also need to be there to be educated from them for what referrals they want. And uh, and when you sign the application form, that when you sign in that application form, you agreed to be there and you're accepted to the group on that basis that you're going to turn up every week within the within the attendance policies. Yeah. So you, you're breaking your promise to your group if you don't. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much uh, again, Brent. You're a wealth of knowledge and uh, I love listening back to the podcast because I always hear it better second time around. Um, Steve, making sure our producer, making sure everything runs smoothly. Thank you very much. And Julian, all the way from Adelaide, thank you for uh, sharing your story from hunter to helper. I love it. Taking Thanks, care of the patch. Oh, you've got the episode. You've got the episode title, Veronica. Uh, you're, yeah. you're cutting my grass now. Really creative <laughs> today. But uh, I also had from Virtu uh, virtual with his veggie patch too. I had that written down as well. So you can choose what the uh, what the from hunter the helper. I love it. Lock it in. All right, lock, lock it in, Eddie. We'll see everybody next week. Well, we won't. We'll hear everybody next week on episode 39 of BNI, The Australian Story. Thank you very much. You're our audience. And without an audience, we wouldn't have a podcast. Oh,